Let's go a Viking on Viking Hot Takes. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Boys, girls, gentlemen, ladies. It's Minneapolis. It's home of every Dalvin in the NFL. Home of Patrick Peterson. And, you know, technically it's home of Larry Fitzgerald, too. Dream big, Vikings fans. (laughs) But now it's time for Vikings Hot Takes the fast-moving Minnesota Vikings talk show. We've got Eric Thompson from the Daily Norseman. We've got me, Flip Mozzie, from Climbing the Pocket. And we've got the fans in the comments, as always. Y'all know the drill. So buckle up and let's go. Eric, free agency. These are crazy times for our Vikings, man. This is a fun time of year. We are still, what, six months away? Well, a little under six months away from actual real, live, meaningful NFL football being played. Hopefully with some fans in the stands. But it's so cool to see all these moves that are going on. There are so much to talk about. Even, I mean, we did a show last week. We usually have been doing the every other week kind of cadence. There was way too much to skip a week. So we have plenty to talk about today. Yeah, well, let's get to it. Dave, give us, give us the countdown. Fans, remember, as we answer these questions, we want y'all to join in, too. So, number one, Eric, it's an easy one. What's your favorite move of Vikings free agency so far? And it can be a signing. It can be a cut. It can be a restructure. What are you loving about the smart? There are a ton to choose from, which is nice. Uh, there's been a lot of action with the Vikings. They, It's probably, I mean, especially for how close against the cap they were going in it's a lot more action than you kind of figured they were going to put it uh especially the first couple of days but i mean if i'm being you know kind of being the negative person uh i'd say cutting smart seven would be my favorite one but, i mean it's just because we literally talked about it last week's show i mean like why, right, why was right. he still on the roster and now he isn't so yay but i mean i'll, I'll be positive i'll be on, on the other side of that and say mm-hmm. that it is the signing of uh delvin tomlinson i mean no matter where mm-hmm. he ends up playing on the line and we'll talk about that a little later in another question i think but um he's he's going to be a huge upgrade over what they had with Shamar. I mean, will it be worth what they're paying them? Even after it came out a couple, you know, there were a couple of voidable years that, that the cap hit isn't as bad as what uh, we had originally anticipated with the contract. That kind of remains to be seen, but I, and, but I think it's, it's going to be a huge upgrade. He is a run stuffer having him and Pierce. I, I, I posted on Twitter, uh, two sumo wrestlers, like, uh, squaring off. I mean, that's what it's going to look like. I, I think people are going to have to, you know, I've heard a lot of Williams wall 2.0. I think people should probably pump the brakes on that. Cause that's a lofty goal to, for them to meet, but it's going to be such mm-hmm. a big upgrade in the middle of that line. I mean, we saw what the saints in the, and I believe the bears did the last couple of weeks down the stretch to the, the Vikings run defense. That's just not going to be possible with, with Pierce and Thomas on the field. So I'm excited about that. How about you? What's your favorite move? Yeah, for me, it's P2. It's Patrick Peterson uh, right. from, from all angles for what the Vikings need. I think it's a good signing specifically with how he fits with the Minnesota Vikings. And we'll touch on this a little bit later as well. Um, I think the name recognition forces people to say, "You look, the Vikings are looking for a shutdown corner. But that was never the plan or the need. The Vikings needed a veteran presence at cornerback with all the young guys they've got there. And they needed depth. 
So Patrick Peterson, even if he's not the elite corner he's been for the last decade in the NFL, he gives them both of those things. He gives them a veteran presence, an X's and O's mind in the defensive backfield, and he gives them more depth than they had last year. Yeah, I I love yeah I love the versatility that he can bring to the secondary, I, and just that that he, they needed that veteran pre- presence. They were so young on that side of the, on, in that area right. uh, in the corner in the cornerback room. Just having his presence, we can talk about the salary and what you know. Maybe that's a little bit overpayment. It's not a huge mm-hmm. commitment for the you know. It's just this this one year. Um, but I got to ask. So is would you have preferred Peterson or would you have per- preferred your guy from the Bengals, Jackson? Would, which one? Is this okay? Is this does this fill the void that you had for him? Well, it, the tough part is when you see William Jackson go for four years, fourteen million dollars. I mean, that's not even a realistic that's- option at that point. And Patrick Peterson, I think we never talked about him because nobody thought that he was going to be right. an actually realistic option for the Vikings. So, uh, you know, if if I'm comparing them apples to apples, I like that William Jackson is a little younger and definitely a better overall corner right now. But again, for a veteran mentorship type role for like that Terrence Newman, uh, Captain Munnerlyn type signing that we're getting here. Again, we're not looking for lockdown. We're looking for that veteran depth. And, and, and this is also what Mike Zimmer does. Like he, he reclaims these defenders, puts a new mm-hmm. shine on them, I just really like that fit, especially given where William Jackson went, given how much Shaquille Griffin went for. Yeah, and it's it. He is not the all-world player he used to be. I mean, his play has dropped off the last couple of years. Got called for, I believe, the most pass interference penalties in the league last season. But mm-hmm. one of his best avail- uh, abilities is availability. He has played every game in nine of his 10 NFL seasons thus far. So if he, if he's available and healthy, I mean, that's a leg up on the, on the people they've had in, with the quarterbacks like Mike Hughes. So, um, yeah. and so what's the, what's the, what's the flip side of that for you? What's the, what's, what's the, uh, which move of the Vikings made or not made this week? That is your least favorite move. Yeah. So if, if Vikings Jerome and Stephen B are, are in the comments, you know, they're going to say that they think I'm going to say Chad BB right now. Uh, <laughs> it's veteran minimum. It's it's what it is. Yeah, yeah right. uh, but I'm gonna go a completely different direction. Uh, it's it's the payday for Dalvin Tomlinson here. Look, I, I like his fit. I understand what Minnesota is trying to do, shoring up that run defense that was 32nd in rush success rate allowed, 29th in PFF grade. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson is undoubtedly the perfect signing to fix a run defense. And I even get that Tomlinson has some pass rushing upside and he's going to work with Andre Patterson and Mike Zimmer there. But the question is, how much is that worth? How much is fixing your run defense worth? How much is a run stuffing defensive tackle worth? Is it worth 22 million with a seven and a half million dead of dead cap money in 2023? Uh, for what we know, where the NFL is trending, pass first league, more passing on first downs, and, and, and just looking at the other holes that the Vikings have, the answer is no, it's not worth it. Because even after this signing, Minnesota still needs to get like a true three-tech pass rush specialist in, in the interior defensive line rotation. So it just 
doesn't move the needle enough to justify $10.5 million per year for me. Yeah. And I think that's the, the issue I think that some, a lot of people are having with both defensive uh, big signings they've made. Is it worth the salary you're giving to this veteran? But I, I think they'll, it'll make an impact, yeah. but they, they, they're going to have to make a big impact to make it worth that salary. So what do you got next for us? Yeah, let's let's move on. So, you know, let's take a little break here because everyone's real focused on these on these Vikings free agency period. But as you look around the league and specifically around the division, how do you feel about what the rest of the NFC North is doing? The Detroit Lions, the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. Well, I think we have to start with the Bears, right? I mean, that's, let's that's, start I mean, with the Bears. <laughs> I think it was uh, I think it was Jim Suhan that had the tweet this week that the Bears exist solely to make the Vikings feel better about their quarterback situation, and they did so really well. I think this 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 week uh, they upgraded from Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles to Andy Dalton. Of course, Trubisky was five and one against the Vikings. Dalton beat the Vikings right. last season. So, I mean, right. who are we to talk? But when they're taking swings at Russell Wilson and you're ending up with the Red Rocket, that's a, that's a little bit of a, a letdown for them. So, I mean, again, they'll they'll be solid, but I just don't see where what what the plan is there. I don't see their GM and coach lasting too much longer. If if if, if with the roster is currently constructed, I don't see them going anywhere. The Lions, again, they yeah. haven't made any huge splashes since the the Stafford trade. I like the trade for Brockers, especially just giving up seventh for him. I think their other moves have been mm-hmm. just fine. It depends on kind of where uh, it sounds like Kenny Galladay might be going to the Giants. That'd be a big loss for them. But I have to I have to swear off the the Detroit could be frisky. I've said that like probably for yeah. like for the last five years. It's like, they're always yeah. like the darling of these, the the football writers like watch out for Detroit. They could be good this year, but until they prove it to me, I can't get, I can't, I'm not going to buy in. And I, I don't okay. buy into Goff either here. I think Goff and the Packers, like, I mean, the, the Jones signing was really puzzling. I mean, did they learn nothing from the Vikings giving $12 million <laughs> to running back and, and cooks really, and, and Jones is a very good running back. That's fine. Right. I, right. Cook is better and giving him the same salary just doesn't make sense to me, but it, I mean, it just kind of feels like in, I, if you've seen that, uh, the Mario party meme where the one like Luigi right, just sits on right. the, the block of ice and the other three fall away. That's basically what the NFC North does every off season. Like, the okay, Packers but are, are we Luigi or are the, or are the Packers Luigi? The You're Packers saying we're Luigi. Luigi? Packers are Luigi. No, we are not. Oh. Luigi. No, the Vikings are okay. no. The Packers are Luigi. They kind of sit still and they just have Rogers and then everyone else kind of implodes. Hopefully the Vikings are, you know, staying on that platform a little longer. But again, it's it's the pack. It's their division until another team proves otherwise. So they don't have to make the huge moves if they if they can get a wide receiver, if they can draft a wide receiver, you know, get address some of their needs. They, and they have needs of their own. They have especially on both lines. They're going to have to figure out uh, a couple of the pieces. But again, it's um, I, you know, I'd. I'd I'd be hard pressed to to pick against them to win the NFC North until the Vikings or someone else can step up and prove otherwise. So, what do you think? Okay. What, what's your assessment of the other of the other teams? So, I, I think uh, until today, until today, I would have told you that I was more bullish on Chicago than the typical Vikings fan, and, and simply because look, we 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 can hate on the Bears, we can hate on their pursuit of Russell Wilson. The fact is they upgraded at quarterback and they were better than us last year. They made the playoffs last year. So for an eight and eight team, a playoff team to upgrade at quarterback, that's already seems like a, a move in the right direction. Now, you know, where we sit today, the news we got today, Kendall Fuller just got released. Yep. Uh, they're talking about trading Akeem Hicks. 
that entire argument falls apart. And I don't, I don't see how, I mean, it'll be, it'll be a, a strong kick to uh, the private area. If Chicago still <laughs> somehow posts a better record in 2021 than the Minnesota Vikings. There will um, be a lot of people leaving if the, if the bears and lions finish ahead of the Vikings, I can guarantee right, you that. Right, right. The lions, you know, pause. I think it's a, I like their build this year. It is year one of what I'd say like a two or three year rebuild. So right. that's not, that's not really troubling me. Although I do like their free agency, the best in a vacuum of these four teams. And, and again, the Packers, they're really just trying not to rock the boat. Aaron Rod, I mean, Aaron Jones getting that contract is pretty wild, but they lost an offensive lineman there. So maybe you can say that the Vikings have inched closer to Green Bay, but I'd agree it's not enough to overtake the Packers right now, this early in the offseason. You can't say that. Right. All right, we're, yeah. we're going to transition back to the Vikings here now. So we've already touched on the mm-hmm. Patrick Peterson and Delvin Tomlinson signings. How do you picture them kind of fitting into the defense? Because they're, I, I guess for both of them, they don't have position. I mean, we've, we've heard the three technique is going to be Tomlinson and Peterson, we assume, is going to play at outside corner. But how do you see them fitting in on the whole in, the, in Mike Zimmer's defense in 2021? Yeah, well, let's start with Tomlinson. I think... I, I think the his role is going to probably be the main defensive tackle role. I think this this move speaks a lot to what the Vikings have in Michael Pierce. You know, a lot of fans are really, really bullish on Michael Pierce. When you say that we have like Williams Wall 2.0, that's suggesting that Michael Pierce is basically the second coming of Pat Williams, which is just way too that's way too strong of a comment for me yeah don't put, right don't now put that much on him already yeah like let, right. let him you know play for the vikings for a couple games first yeah that's a huge right. literally so, huge, so, shoes to fill. huge 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 <laughs> shoes to fill right so uh, to me that's um michael pierce nose tackle uh two down two down player dalvin tomlinson can play either spot and then they still need that pass rush specialist for patrick peterson I think Arif Hassan did a great job of just stating that he was used a lot in a lot of man coverage last year. And Mike Zimmer runs more of a zone scheme here. He was asked to play in the slot, sometimes shadowing receivers last year. Zimmer's probably going to put him um, on the outside and fix him there. So both of those things should speak really well for Patrick Peterson. And I think overall, he fits like a glove. Dalvin Tomlinson he's going to be our basically our star defensive tackle or the closest thing to it. So I really like both of the fits. Yeah. And I think that's, and it sounds like, you know, Tomlinson is, he's already suggested that he's going to play that three technique, even though, you know, he mostly played nose tackle in New York. And that's why a lot of people were curious. It's like, okay, they have Pierce, you know, you know, there's only one nose tackle at it in a four, three defense, but it's um, he did have 28 total pressures last season, which uh, right. sadly would have put him second on the Vikings uh, in 2020. Yeah. So, I mean, if he can contribute even that, that's, that's a huge improvement over what they had. Um, I think Peterson's a little more interesting just for the, the theoretically what he could do. I, I agree that I think he's going to be outside and you, he's mm-hmm. going to give someone like, um, you know, dance will probably play in the other outside. Maybe Gladney can kind of focus on the slot because I think that's kind of how, um, the Vikings hurt 
uh, Mackenzie Alexander's development. Some, you know, when they had him lining up all over the place the first couple seasons before they just kind of gave him a, a singular position. Um, but you know, what if Mike Hughes is actually healthy this year? And what if Anthony Harris walks? Do does do you throw out the idea that Patrick Peterson does the you know the Charles Woodson like the late in the career transition? You know, the all world corner moves to safety. Yeah. I don't. I mean, it's interesting. I just love the the versatility that Peterson because without Peterson, someone right. like that as a veteran. You're really, you know, you're up against it, especially if Hughes can't come back healthy. Now with the addition of him, you can be a little more creative. And I mean, it, it's just fun to think about having Harrison Smith and Patrick Peterson lining up all over the place before, you know, moving around pre-snap. It should be really fun. So it what, is what, it is such a fun signing. And both of these main two hires right. are just really fun signing. You can see it in the comments. People are happy. People love the leadership vibe. I mean, just go and look at what Giants and Cardinals fans are saying about Peterson and Tomlinson. There was just words of gravid gratitude exactly. and, and sadness. Every these are these are great players. These are going to be fun players to root for in 2021. So we're we're having fun with it. Absolutely. Okay. Now we get to we we already <laughs> just playing. And now this is this is the, the the question. So go ahead and ask. This is where the fun ends. So <sighs> yeah. Who's gonna play guard, Eric? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine right now. That's the one thing. It's everyone is screaming from the rooftops. Okay, this is all great. This is okay. I mean, it just it cannot be the likes of Dakota Doge and Drew Samia. And you know, if it's just Cleveland, hopefully maybe in a second year, but then who's it playing a tackle? With all the other moves that they're making right now in the free agency, it, this is like, you know, if you don't if you don't address the guard in the offensive line, it's like building, you know, trying to buy an oceanfront mansion on a cliff that's about to wash away into the ocean. Like, that's what it's going to be. It, it'll, it can be the nicest house in the world. If you don't have an offensive line, none of this is going to matter. Like, you have to be, again, we, we harp on this every single week. The goal is not to be a great offensive line. The goal is to be a not terrible offensive line. As constructed right, right now, they are a terrible offensive line. But the good news is we're only a few days in the end of free agency. We're okay right now. Yeah. Right now. And there's still several viable options that won't break the bank at guard. You know, we've we've lost the the, the Joe Thune pipe dream. That was really nice. Brandon Scherf never was gonna get go anywhere. But I mean, if if they come up empty in free agency, that is putting, you know, as many draft picks as they're going to have probably, that is putting way, way too much pressure on finding plug and play starters. Cause they they need two starting ca- at least two starting caliber offensive linemen, whether that be tackle and guard, two guards, whatever. They have to make a move in the coming days and weeks. Otherwise, I don't know what they're going to do here. Because, again, the current options on the roster are not viable. So what do you think? Uh, the reports right now are, are that we have so little cap space that we have an idea of who we want to sign, but we just don't have the cap space to do it yet. I mean, they restructured Thielen today. They're, they got money now. They got, Zimmer's, they got Zimmer's eyes just got so big. He had to have his defenders. And defense, now we're just, defense, defense, yeah. we're just stuck holding the back. So, yeah, I, I will say this. Every day that goes, every day that goes by, Rashad Hill becomes more of a viable and viable starting option for the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know how people feel about that, but it's like literally – it's in the cards that Rashad Hill could be starting um, because finding a veteran guard with this limited cap and a, and a tackle or another guard in the draft is just, that's a, that's a rifle shot. You're not leaving yourself a lot of flexibility there. And I don't even care to speculate about the names because 
we just want a warm body there. So why is it <laughs> taking so long? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. We're we're under two minutes now, so I'll ask my last question. So outside right. of these glaring, the outside of these yes, outside of these glaring needs on the offensive line, which position would you like to see the Vikings address going forward in free agency? Okay. This is going to be a surprise answer, I feel like, for, for most the position I want to see addressed is tight end. Uh, and, and I know, you know, fan, fans have settled. We're happy with Irv Smith and Tyler Conklin. My take is if we're going to run this Kubiak-Shanahan offense all the way, I really want more at tight end. I want that third tight end because they do use three tight end formations. And you look at the market, it's just fantastic for tight end value right now. I mean, Gerald Everett, Jacob Hollister, Trey Burton is still out there. Jesse James is still out there. Uh, Michael Pruitt is still out there. Tyler Eifert even. So just cheap bargain tight ends are all available. I, you know, they re-signed Brandon Dillon, but I think you could get a veteran to come in and, and compete in camp for cheap. There's just a lot of upside there right now in free agency. Obviously, disclaimer, I would prefer an offensive guard, but if we do get a guard, hopefully we can add like a vet minimum tight end as well. Yeah, and I'd, I'd, I'd still like to see them add some of that pass rushing help because, like we touched on, as good as Tomlinson is, there are there are some nice options available at edge rusher and wide receiver in the draft if they go that route. But in free agency, if it's it's there are a lot of those mid-level veterans that are going to be there. And if you can plug a couple of the, into the, the, the defense or the offense to get that third wide receiver, it can make a huge difference. Yeah, agree. And that's it, y'all. There we go. Right at the buzzer that, again. Got a minute. <laughs> that is the 20-minute banger summary for Viking Hot Takes. We hit all six questions. We hit all six answers. Uh, I love the, that last that last answer. If we didn't do offensive line and people are like, no, just do offensive line. Yeah. The, <laughs> the whole comment's like, nope, guard. Everyone get a guard, please. So, but hey, thanks for for joining y'all and we'll see. We'll definitely, well, we may see some offensive line ads over the next week. And if the news continues to flow, then Eric and I will will come back and do another show for y'all. Hope y'all enjoyed it. And uh, until next time, Skull Vikes. Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Let's go, everybody.